If you ask Joe Biden, who's your daddy? He'll say, China. <laughs> What's up? This I wish that were a joke. It's not even, a, ain't even a joke. What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. Uh, and I'm so glad you decided to join me today. We have, uh, we have a lot to talk about. This Chinese trip that Anthony Blinken went on, man, it was a great trip for China. We'll tell you what uh, he wasn't able to accomplish and what Xi Jinping was here in just a minute. First, though, a couple of things. Today is Tuesday Reviews Day. And that means that uh, we're going to read some of the reviews that you've been leaving on iTunes and Spotify and all those other places. And we appreciate all the reviews we get. It's not true. We appreciate all the four and five star reviews we get. And we, I mean, we understand some people don't always like the show. Uh, we just wish those people would be quiet. <laughs> but that doesn't always. That, oh, remind me later to tell you about something. In fact, maybe I'll save it for our locals today. I have a, I have a story I want to share. I'm going to write it down on the locals so we can talk about it. First, though, ladies and gentlemen, reminder to grab your uh, Trumpinator bobblehead. These things flying off the shelves. Like, I know that's an old, that's like an old, one of those old things you hear on infomercials. Like, these are flying off the shelves. Get them today. They may be gone. But seriously, these things um, are fantastic. Donald Trump, ever since, and, and I think that was one of the big turning points, because we've been talking about this for a while. I got one of these from the company uh, about a month ago. I love it. I have two, actually. I have one at home. I have one here at work. And uh, it kind of came in this box, the Trumpinator, and it says, I'll be back in 2024. Looks like the Terminator, the leather-clad Arnold Schwarzenegger. Look, it's got the red eye. Jay thought it was gum. He goes, is that gum or what, paint or something? But it's no, it's the red eye of the Terminator and the gun because Donald Trump is coming back in 2024. In fact, we need Donald Trump to come back in 2024 so he can terminate our enemies. Not literally. I mean, you know, but and uh, and bring America back to greatness. So that's um, that's uh, you can get them right now, by the way, by texting Mark. That's my name to seven zero three zero one text Mark to seven zero three zero one. Get your Trumpinator. Uh, we'll get it in the mail to you. ASAP. All right. Uh, before we get into Joe Biden and China, let's get to the reviews, because as I said, it is Tuesday reviews day. Mm. And that is where we take some time to read the reviews and thank those people who listen to the show every single day and also have left uh, left us some reviews. First one is from the own is from D's nuts. Did I read this one before? I don't think I did. I'm going to read it again. This is from D's nuts. <laughs> Via this came in from through uh, Apple Podcasts. D's Nuts writes the only show that talks about third party. As a libertarian who listens and watches the Mark K show, I appreciate the fact that he actually talks about third party and their candidates versus shutting them down like most of the Republicrats and the main scum media. Five, count them five stars. I think I know who D's nuts is. <laughs> and yet, listen, third party candidates, it's very important that we talk about third party candidates because number one, a lot of times they have good ideas. A lot of times they open up the debate. Some of them actually are viable. Um, and I'm not just talking about libertarians. I'm talking about other candidates. Uh, but the, the, big, the big issue is that in this election, third party candidates play another crucial role. And that is stopping candidates from stealing elections. Stopping candidates who don't deserve to be president, who shouldn't be uh, president, but have a media machine behind them from gaining any traction. And I think what we're starting to see with Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the, uh, the uh, RFK Jr. vote, I think we're starting to see a lot of support for that guy. And man, it may not be a libertarian, but there, there is a third party candidate push coming in this election. I see it with my own eyes. 
Um, that's probably going to happen. So anyway, D's nuts. Thank you so much. We appreciate your comment. Poppy and Mimi. <laughs> Poppy and Mimi write old Vero beach couple. Oh, that is very sweet, man. I want to be an old Vero beach couple one day. I mean, with my wife, uh, maybe not Vero beach, but some beach, uh, Mark, we love your show. We learn so much from your podcasts about the real truth in a positive, informative, and often hilarious way. Keep up the great work. Five stars and three thumbs up, which means that they that almost all four of their thumbs are up because they're a couple. They're Poppy and Mimi uh, from uh, from Vero Beach. Now, when they say old Vero Beach couple, does that mean that they're old or they live in the older part of Vero Beach? I'm not really sure. Anyway, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for that review. And then finally, this is Andrew. Uh, greatest show ever. Wow, that is a lot of pressure. Uh, of all the podcasts on iTunes, this one is by far my favorite. Very entertaining, but informing. I learned more in 20 minutes listening to you than I do listening to an hour of Fox News. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I appreciate the compliment, but yeah. Uh, Mark K. Saves the Republic is, oh, the Mark K. Show is also a must listen to. Excellent. Andrew, thank you. Andrew, D's nuts, Poppy and Mimi. Thank you so much. I appreciate, um, I appreciate all those. I appreciate all those comments. That was fantastic. Listen, uh, let's get into it because Andrew's waiting to learn something in 10 minutes and I've already been prattling on for, well, about five and a half minutes and I haven't really taught him anything except how to get his Trumpinator bobblehead by texting Mark to 70301. And incidentally, if you're listening and you want to leave me a review, we read these, uh, almost every Tuesday. We try to do it. We, we get a bunch of together and then we'll share your review, your comments, your name, anything you want to say. Um, it, it, you can do it at Spotify, Apple, iTunes, wherever you're listening, because, uh, because we know that a lot of people have a, a lot of different platforms. Just make sure that you're a following us, subscribe to us, and then b tuning in every single day. So you can find out how to save the Republic. All right. So Joe Biden is one of the weakest political leaders we've ever had. We know that. Uh, but the, the problem with, I mean, there's two sides to that. We can just say Joe Biden's a weak leader. And be honest, and we're not just talking about physically and mentally, we're talking about politically. Uh, the only th problem with that is we're not the only ones that see it. Other people see it, too. Our enemies see it. People who want to overtake the United States of America as economic and military powerhouses, they all see it. Everybody sees how weak Joe Biden is as a leader, and it affects them in a way where they become emboldened to, you know, bully us around, take, you know, walk around like they own the joint. You know, look at the world and go, you know what? America ain't so tough. Look at that old guy who's fallen down and can't speak. We could take him. We flew, spy, China flew spy balloons over this country. We didn't do anything. Joe Biden is weak, weak AF. And I'm not going to tell you what AF, listen, you can ask your kids if you don't know, if you don't know what AF means. And uh, Anthony Blinken uh, took a trip to China. He's the, by the way, he's the secretary of state, if you didn't know. And he basically proved just how weak this country is because while he was there, he was totally disrespected by China. Xi Jinping, first of all, he had to beg basically for this trip. They didn't even want him to come. They were like, nah, we're good. Anthony Blinken's like, I want to come to China. They're like, nah, we're cool. We're good. You stay there. And he's like, no, please, I need to come. You know, I want to keep up diplomatic relations. And China's like, mm, we're, we don't want to talk to you. And Anthony Blinken was like, look, I, I want to come. We have important things to discuss. We have to talk about the Chinese spy balloons. We have to talk about Taiwan. We have to talk about our economic situation. And the Chinese were like, you know, can you, you know who we really want to talk to? We want to talk to Janet Yellen. We, can you, can you send Janet Yellen? And they're like, Janet Yellen? No, no, you, there's a protocol. You have to talk to Anthony Blinken first. Meanwhile, 
You got uh, our defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, trying to get their defense secretary on the phone. And they're not they're getting they're going straight to voicemail. They're sending them to voicemail. The leader of the Pentagon, the leader of American troops here in the United States of America under the commander in chief is being ignored by the Chinese military command. And Anthony Blinken can't get a meeting with the president. Well, finally, they're like, oh, my God, shut up already. Fine. Come over. Came over. He landed on the tarmac. Wasn't no, wasn't no red carpet. Wasn't no media spectacle. Wasn't no traditional Chinese dancers, you know, singing and, and no egg roll feast. None of that. He just got to his hotel. He went to the building. He met with a President Xi. He sat in a little tiny chair looking up at the guy. And President Xi, uh, Xi Jinping, basically dictated to Anthony Blinken what was going to happen. He said to Anthony Blinken, he said, first of all, you got to drop this Chinese spy balloon stuff. It's over. And Anthony Blinken said, okay. And then he said, second of all, listen, you need to make sure that you don't engage with Taiwan. If we invade Taiwan, that's it. You guys are standing on the sidelines or else. And Anthony Blinken said, okay. And he went down, he went down the list, all the things that he wanted. He's like, Cuba, boom, we're going to build some bases there. We're going to put some military people there. You're not going to say a word. Nothing, nothing that Xi Jinping said was met with any kind of animosity, angst, or pushback by Anthony Blinken. He was there not to meet with the president or not to discuss anything with the president. He was there for one reason and one reason only, so that President Xi could set him straight and say, go back to Joe Biden and tell him this is what we're doing. And one of the biggest problems or one of the biggest things that they noted, because here's the thing here in the United States of America, we're told it was a very productive meeting and Anthony Blinken met with President Xi and the two came to an understanding and blah, 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 blah. It's not the way it is at all. The subtleties, the nuance, all the things that you that you really have to the the unwritten language of what happened. Sure, President Xi was polite to him. You know, he didn't spit on him or laugh in his face. He shook his hand when he met him. But there's the other little subtleties. And in China, they see it. They know all about it. And they realize that China is running the show. They realize that they're in control, not just of China, but of the United States of America. And one of the biggest things is that uh, Sunday is when Anthony Blinken landed in China. And Sunday, pardon me, Sunday was also Father's Day. And the implication there. In, and this is what, not me talking, this is the Chinese people, this is the Chinese media, this is the influencers in China. The implication there is that Anthony Blinken was uh, invited to China on Father's Day as kind of a, a spectacle. For example, Anthony Blinken was going to visit his father. The United States of America was going to visit their father on Father's Day, meaning China is in control. They're the patriarch. China is America's daddy. That's the message they were sending to their people, to our people, and to the rest of the world. And Anthony Blinken, like an idiot, went. He's like, yeah, I'll come visit my daddy. What's up, daddy? They probably threw back some beers, whatever. But uh, that was it. It was, it was Father's Day weekend. Anthony Blinken went to China. And the implication there is that they're running the show. And basically, basically they are. Uh, there's a couple of other things that are, you know, going on there about stabilizing relations, this, that, the other. Um, but the, but Xi Jinping basically, and this is, this is from, uh, DNYUZ, the optics of Xi Jinping lecturing to a subordinate American secretary of state from the head of a boardroom table plays well to a domestic audience that China is a global power that not only demands, but receives respect from other great powers. And that is true. 
because Xi Jinping sat at the head of this very long table, big long boardroom table, like you might expect the president of China would sit at. And Anthony Blinken didn't sit next to him, didn't sit next to him the way that uh, the way that uh, Mike Pompeo did. When Mike Pompeo went to China under Donald Trump, guess where he sat? Right friggin next to President Xi before Rex Tillerson. I don't know if you remember Rex Tillerson. Rex Tillerson was Donald Trump's first secretary of state. And when he went to China, you know where that guy sat? Right next to President Xi. Hell, Bill Gates, Bill Gates, founder of Microsoft and potential, potentially, you know, global supervillain, went to China, sat right next to President Xi. Big wooden chair, like the same size chair. President Xi saw those guys as equals. Bill Gates was seen as an equal. Rex Tillerson under Donald Trump, seen as an equal. Uh, Mike Pompeo under Donald Trump, seen as an equal. Anthony Blinken under Joe Biden, seen as a servant, a subordinate, somebody not even worthy of the red carpet, somebody not worthy of sitting next to sharing the same space at the table with the president of China. And this isn't just this isn't just when he's there visiting. This isn't just an allegorical thing. We see it clearly every single day. We see it in the way they send spy balloons around our our uh, our country. We see it in the reaction to the spy balloon when I mean, think about this. When the Chinese spy balloon, which was allowed to just, you know, peruse all of our military bases and and plot a course of invasion throughout the Midwest. Well, they, while they were doing that, taking photos of our missile silos. And uh, and, you know, and then finally, when it flew out to the um, the ocean over South Carolina by Myrtle Beach, that's when Joe Biden shot it down. And what was the reaction from China? Their reaction was, whoa, 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 whoa. You shot down our Chinese spy balloon. That's a problem. You need to say you're sorry. That was the reaction. And we gave it back to them. I mean, it was like we shot it down. We gave it back to them. They have all the data that they need. And now they're still and they're still calling the shots. They actually told Anthony Blinken, they said, look, drop this Chinese spy balloon thing. We're done. Now we see that not only are they buying up all of our farmland and and continuing to run illegal police departments in China, the Chinese have their own police departments in, in our country all over the place. And they're keeping tabs on Chinese nationals and Chinese citizens. And our FBI is uh, ignoring them. Our, our FBI, you know what they're doing? They're trying to uh, set up a former president so he doesn't run again. Why? Well. Because if he runs again and he's a strong leader, then all of these Chinese ambitions get all dried up. I'm, I'm pretty sure, and I know it's not Conspiracy Theory Thursday, I'm pretty sure the FBI is told to ignore the Chinese police stations because Joe Biden doesn't want to anger his daddy, Xi Jinping. Uh, the other thing is Cuba now. Cuba is becoming a big problem because Cuba, look, they're poor. They're communist. They hate America. They're tyrannical. They're dictatorial. They want money. And China has money and China's communist and China also hates the United States and China's dictatorial and tyrannical. So it's like a match made in heaven. So this country, which is 60 miles off our coast, uh, is signing deals with China. They already have some listening bases there because, you know, the close, you know how it is when you're eavesdropping, you want to get as close to somebody as possible. Like when you're at a party and you want to overhear a conversation, but you don't want to be in the conversation, you stand as close to the conversation as you possibly can without looking like you're in the conversation. That's what China's doing. They're, they're hanging out. They're buckling down in, uh, in Cuba. And they got some, some nice real estate in Cuba. And they're there. And they're, they've got their ears pointed toward the United States of America. And they're listening. And they're, they're looking around. And they're probably launching drones or satellites or whatever. Because you know what we have? 
very close to Cuba. You've got Florida, you've got Alabama, you've got the Carolinas, you've got Georgia, you've got Tennessee, you've got Kentucky, you've got a lot of Southern states in close proximity to Cuba, and those Southern states have a lot of military installations. There's a lot of Army and Navy and Marine Corps installations all over Air Force, all over the southern, uh, southeastern United States of America. And China is now, pro they're pinpoint, they're on the north coast of Cuba. You know why you're on the north coast of Cuba? So you can spy on the United States of America, but that's not all. There's rumors now that they're going, uh, also going to build a joint training facility, a joint tra military training facility, which means China will be placing troops, military troops, fighting men, I don't think they have women, but fighting men and women uh, in Cuba, 60 miles from the coast of the United States of America. And Joe Biden, you know, I don't really know what he, he's trying to, he's trying to throw Joe, uh, Donald Trump in jail. China is setting up military troops in Cuba. They've got a listening station in Cuba. They're running spy balloons over the United States of America. They're ignoring our military leaders. And when our secretary of state goes to visit, they treat him like a little B word. And Joe Biden says the greatest threat to the United States of America is white supremacy. The greatest threat to the United States of America are MAGA Republicans, racist MAGA Republicans who want to make America great again, make America strong again, put America first. Those are what MAGA Republicans want to do. Joe Biden says that's the threat. Making America great, making America strong, putting America first. That's a threat. That's bad stuff. We need to realize that we are no longer the superpower. We need to realize that we are China's little uh, son or daughter and that China is our daddy and that they're running the show. And we need to be okay with that. That's what Joe Biden wants you to know. He wants you to know you need to be okay with China running things because that's the way it's going to be. They're going to have military dominance. They're going to have, they're going to have eyes on us from just South of our border. They're going to be flying balloons around. So don't get all freaked out. You people in Montana, don't be taking your guns out there and trying to shoot it out of the sky. Just deal with it. American uh, supremacy in this, in this world is over. American global dominance is over. Joe Biden is handing it over, ceding it to the Chinese happily. And anyone else who stands up and says, no, what are you doing? No, that's a horrible thing to do. We're America, gosh darn it. We are the strongest country in the world. We are the richest country in the world. We are the ones who can dominate globally. Anyone who stands up and says that is a racist white supremacist and a threat to this country. All right, there you go. Uh, we'll have more on this, of course, during the Marque Show at noon Eastern, 11 Central. Plus, your Trumpinator bobblehead. God, I, I hope it's true. He'll be back in 2024. Get yours by texting Mark to 70301. 70301. Text the word Mark. You'll get a link so that you can order yours and get it out today. In addition, don't forget, one week till Tuesday's Reviews Day. So if you'd like to leave a review, please do it. If you don't yet follow us, please do that too. Share this podcast. Spread the word. Get it out there. Because we are facing real threats, not just foreign, but domestic. And the only way we can, uh, we, the only way we can, we can topple them both is if we stick together, is if we learn together, is if we stay together, is if we communicate together so that we can all together save the republic.